the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Welcome to Mario 10, also known as Mario Day, also known as March 10th. Hmm. March isn't going great. The market has changed. The wind has changed. And it is all about Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. And how far is he willing to go to beat up employment in the United States versus or while dragging inflation lower? NASDAQ was a loser yesterday on this news. SP 500 was down 1.8%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 1.6%. Stocks fell across the board. It's been a bad week for stocks because we had two days of Fed Chairman Jerome Powell talking to Congress. And we had the jobs report today. And we also had some ADP job reports and first time unemployment claims yesterday. ADP was Wednesday. And it's all pointing to a strong, healthy job market. And good news. Yes, it is good news. Americans have jobs. The bad news is Americans have jobs because Jobs create paychecks and paychecks get spent and spending increases the potential for inflation and while inflation's living up to its potential. Will this pass? Yes. Will it pass in March or April? Probably not. So we have to put in some work and start looking six months down the road. President Biden laid out his ideal 2024 budget plan yesterday. Maybe idealistic. Mm -hmm. 6.9 6.9 trillion. Nice. Can you imagine writing a budget? Oh, oh, how much are you and your wife living off this year? 6.9 trillion dollars. I think I can get away with spending that, right? Healthcare, the proposal would cap the price of insulin at $35 a month. It would empower Medicare to negotiate more drug prices. It would also make tax credits for health insurance premiums permanent. Childcare. Child tax credit would increase from $2,000 to $3,600 per child, and families would receive it even if they don't owe taxes. And NASA's moonbound Artemis program is in the budget, too, for another $500 million. Who's paying this? Taxpayers, right? <clears throat> Higher taxes on the wealthy, number one. Biden wants to raise $4.7 trillion over 10 years by hiking taxes. Budget request would reverse Trump-era tax cuts on Americans making more than 400000 and adding new 25% minimum tax on billionaires. For people making at least $1 million, the proposal would double the tax rate on capital gains or the profits made from selling assets like stocks, houses, and Pokemon cards. There would be higher taxes on corporations. The corporate tax rate would jump to 28%. Multinationals' earnings abroad would be taxed double the current rate, and the tax on stock buybacks would quadruple from its existing 1% to 
Um, is it an icebreaker? Is it a deal breaker? Is it, is it a deal? I don't know. That's where I don't really do a lot of hard work in research for you. Bank stocks got murder-related yesterday. I know you're saying, did you say mutilated or did you say murder or did you say murder-related? I said murder-related. Patent pending. Silicon Valley Bank, just they blew it. They blew it. Uh, they ran into not a perfect storm because I don't think it's all that perfect of a storm. It wasn't that problematic. They bought a lot of treasuries as a way of making a little bit of money on deposits. Instead of buying pure cash with the deposits, they bought treasuries. Treasuries went up in value. Venture capitals are not getting access to their cash or not getting access to the public market. So Silicon Valley Bank said, okay, collateral. If you and I come up with a dot-com company or an artificial intelligence company, we get a Silicon Valley Bank and we say, hey, you were brilliant scientists and we've come up with this new AI company and we've got a million shares that we can pledge that are going to come public at at least a hundred million dollar value. We're going to pledge that against uh, take it out alone. And the venture capital started running out of money and they stopped paying back their loans and the shares weren't there to go public. And Silicon Valley bank was investing in treasuries, which had to sell the treasuries typically at a small loss. Keep in mind, <clears throat> if you buy a treasury bond and you hold it to fruition, you get your money back, plus the interest that was promised. But if you cashed in early, you don't get it all back. Not quite right. You gotta find someone willing to take less money for the same thing we can get currently. So I once interviewed at Silicon Valley Bank for a media role. And it's interesting to see the stock tanking yesterday, 60%. And then today they're basically up for sale and analysts, as best I can tell, are saying that it's not sellable and that the government's going to have to bail them out or the company's going to implode all because they bought treasury bonds. Wow. But they needed it in a cash like instrument that couldn't possibly lose value. And guess what? They lost value. Visa MasterCard are planning to track gun shop purchases. Major payment networks halted their plan to implement a new merchant category code for sales at gun stores, citing legal uncertainty. Gun control advocates had hoped that by categorizing gun store purchases, payment giants would help authorities spot suspicious activity. But GOP lawmakers pushed back, arguing it could infringe on consumer protections, and several bills have been introduced in state legislatures that would ban this type of tracking. I don't have much of an opinion on that. I know that if I buy a gun, I'll do it legally and I wouldn't mind being tracked, but I don't have much of an opinion. All birds, they make cool sneakers. Um, they had a horrible quarter, 13% drop in revenue. They announced a broad strategy shakeup that includes hitting the brakes on opening more retail stores. Company is the footwear choice of tech bros in Silicon Valley. They began trying to attract elite athletes with high performance running sneakers, and they could not compete with CNBC. They were not ready, uh, not CNBC. They could not compete with, wow, that was a jump. Nike. Another Norfolk Southern train derail. That's three now. Um, 
I don't know what to say about that. It, it seems weird. The company's accident rate has jumped 81% between 2013 and 2022. What's going on in Norfolk Southern? I'll say this. I, I typically endorse train companies because there's not a lot of competition. But apparently, safety is not the number one thing or consistency is not. The, I, I don't know trains that well. Spotify um, changed their app aggressively. They redesigned its mobile app. Surprise, it kind of looks like TikTok. It's very vertical now. TikTok discovery feeds for music, podcasts, and audiobooks that lets you scroll through previews of each type of content. It's got a smart shuffle feature for premium subscribers. Spotify said the changes amount to the app's biggest revamp ever and are intended to help users discover new music. I get it. Why not be like TikTok, right? Hey, big event coming up tomorrow, Saturday, 10 to noon in Lafayette at the Lafayette Park Hotel. It's 10 to noon. 10 to noon. Breakfast is thrown in. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black's show. It's all about retirement and income and retirement. EP Wealth Stephanie Richmond is going to talk about maybe you want to become a client because this is what a CFP does. They manage you through retirement. You can find more information at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. If you need an example of crazy on Wall Street, you can see what's happening on Silicon Valley Bank today. And yesterday, I'll get to that in just a moment. If you need an example of crazy in real life, just take a look at the Academy Awards acceptance speeches of Angelina Jolie, where she declared her love for her brother and then kissed him on the lips. Okay. I'm willing to give a little bit of leeway there. I don't know why, but I'm giving a little bit of leeway. But how about Matthew McConaughey, where when he accepted his Oscars uh, announcement in 2014, he basically got on stage and talked about his hero for about three or four minutes. And then he revealed who his hero was that it was him. Okay. I'm with that. Um, I'm not going to watch the awards. It's just, I don't think that I have time. Got time for a lot of stuff, but not time for that. So a buzz is in the air over Silicon Valley bank financial and February employment report today. The employment report day is today. Silicon Valley Bank happened yesterday. Silicon Valley Bank financial SIVB has imploded over the last 24 hours. We have not seen a good run on the bank since Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers. And this is what can happen to banks that are poorly capitalized. And in the case of Silicon Valley Bank, they set up relationships with venture capitalists. They set up banks with founders, entrepreneurs. And the whole idea is that they lend money to startup companies, which is risky. And when the IPO market stops working completely due to a market correction or bear market, if we didn't have high inflation and we didn't have higher interest rates, Silicon Valley Bank would not be completely shutting their doors. Now, are they completely shutting their doors? They're not. They're trying to sell as fast as they can to anyone that'll take them. It's a fire sale. They need cash. The yield on the two, two uh, and this is interesting because you don't see banks fail very often. And you definitely don't see banks fail. because You see banks fail because they get into like 
subprime mortgages. I get that one. You don't see banks fail because they get into treasury uh, bonds. That's not a head scratcher because it is what it is. Last year was a horrible year for bonds. This year's turned out to be a glorious year for bonds. Last year, I had no bonds. This year, I'm adding to my positions on income. So the key takeaway from the jobs report, the Silicon Valley bank issue, the Fed's tightening cycle, is that it's not a great operating environment right now. In the uh, employment situation report that comes out on the first Friday of the month, but it did not this time because it happened on a shortened presidential week, uh, president's holiday week. February on farm payrolls increased by 311,000. The three-month average increased to 351,000. February private sector payrolls increased by 265,000. February unemployment rate was sitting at 3.6%. Versus 3.4% in January. 3.6% is an amazing unemployment rate. It starts getting dicey around 5%. It gets crazy around 6, 7, 8%. But 3.4% is lovely. It's almost as if you can stop your car in Utopia, get out, take a look at the mountainside, go, this is lovely. That's how we're looking at the jobs report today. It's lovely. Persons unemployed for 27 weeks or more accounted for 17.6% of the unemployed. February average hourly earnings were up two-tenths of a percent in January. Over the last 12 months, average hourly earnings have risen 4.6%. A little hotter than inflation. A little hotter than we want. Now, again, if you're getting a pay raise, I'm not going to knock you. Um, You earned it. You deserved it. Good for you. Bad for the business is what I'm getting at. No, maybe not bad for the business because they can retain employees. But Wall Street sees it as the highest cost of doing business is labor and therefore bad for earnings, which earnings is the blood of Wall Street and stock markets and capitalism. Average hourly work week was 34 and a half hours. Right around 34 hours is when we're starting to look at giving people um, where you look at hiring another person. Or giving them overtime. And companies really don't like giving overtime. Now, it's not like hiring another employee because it's, it's cost of business, right? Employment population ratio held steady at 60.2%. A lot of buzz in the market today on what's happening with Silicon Valley Bank. What's happening with the Fed after a week where he came to Capitol Hill and said, you know what? I may raise interest rates 50 basis points the next meeting. Wait, what? You said 25 last time. Um, he's committed, or at least he's acting like he's committed, but it's going to start becoming more and more painful. We are moving towards um, a slowdown in the economy. If we don't hit it, that's going to be almost miraculous because the Fed, by raising interest rates, is a very blunt instrument. It is not a precision scalpel. Taking a look at the markets today, let's see where we're at. I don't look obsessively. And when I'm done broadcasting for the day, I typically don't look until the next day. Sometimes I'll cheat and see what happened, but it's it's not a drive of mine. The U.S. economy added 311,000 jobs in February. 
unemployment's at 3.6%. You're seeing that good news reflected in bad news on the stock market. The SP 500's down one half of 1%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down one quarter of 1%. The NASDAQ down almost 1%. I can make a case for saying that the markets should retest lows until the Fed stops tightening, except for the fact that I think no matter how you look at it, we believe a consensus in the United States of economists believes the Fed is in the seventh, eighth or ninth inning of raising interest rates. It's almost over. And after that, the market should be able to readjust to a new reality and should be able to get back to forward momentum. Can't promise it. There are no promises. Anything can happen. Another 9-11 can happen. One. So happy March 10th. Mar 10. Mar 1-0. Also known as happy Mario Day, because it looks like Mario if you spell it out. I know you're saying that's really a stretch, and it feels like a stretch. Silicon Valley Bank stock is halted. That is never a good thing for the stock market. It's never a good day for capitalism. It is never a good day if you're with the bank. It takes five clicks to transfer your money out of the bank, and people are doing the, their five clicks. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big event coming up this tomorrow in Lafayette, Lafayette Park Hotel. It's about income and retirement, setting up your retirement correctly. Stephanie Richman and I will go over all the details with you tomorrow. Sign up today at robblackshow.com, 10 to noon tomorrow. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Thanks for being part of the broadcast. The show is really about you and getting you to retirement. And we do it through my long tenure in the industry. Sharing with you exactly what I'm doing. This is a good year to buy income. Historically, if inflation remains as high as it is, then it's going to be wrong by just a skosh. I've never, ever, never said that I want to buy bonds on this show until this year. And now I want to set up the lower part of my portfolio to be smart, the income side, because the rates are finally where I want them to be. I'm looking at the tech stocks that have helped create wealth in my family. And some of their growth mechanisms just aren't there. Now, Facebook is talking about potentially starting a Twitter-like service. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, And when I say Facebook, I should say Meta, but I think we all kind of know that Meta has been a big step in poo-poo, dog poo-poo for Mark Zuckerberg. But could they pull off a Twitter-like clone? Because Twitter's turned a mess under Elon Musk. I think they could. I talk about how to get you to retirement, and I'll say things like, you know, some of the Best days of tech might be behind themselves, but also one of the things I want to mention is they're still making a ton of cash. And every single tech company that we talk about on a regular basis on the show, whether it be Facebook or Meta, whether it be Google, Alphabet, whether it be Apple or Microsoft, none of them look like they're going out of business and they all look like they make a ton of cash. 
but they're also worth a trillion dollars in many cases or more. And saying that they're going to continue to grow that value is it's complicated by the weight of the number of the mega cap valuation. It's tough for a trillion dollar company to become a two trillion dollar company. They've become a trillion dollar company on the backs of phones and they become a trillion dollar company on the backs of um, social media. Sometimes services. I like Apple's service model enormously. I think it's undervalued. I think itself is a trillion dollar company on top of the phone business. If it were ever break up, it would be quite attractive. <clears throat> so my opinion on the big growth companies that have powered my portfolio in the last 15, 20 years is to say something along the lines of, uh, how do I say this? Something along the lines of, Maybe they'll become dividend-paying stocks. And let me give you my definition of how stocks grow. There's four types. There's the hyper-growth period when they're young and they're fresh. Then they eventually slow down into the growth period where they're sexy and strong. Then they hit growth and income where they're kind of like, you know what? We're not going to grow like we used to, so we're going to give you 1% of our profits. We're going to share that with you. Or maybe it's 2%. Maybe it's 3%. Um, and it's a formula. It's not purely of profits. That's worthy of note to correct myself before I wreck myself with misinformation. And the fourth part of a company and their growth trajectory is, is, is income. Or they're just boring. And this would qualify typically as like utilities or railroad companies where there's not a gross growth initiative. Typically, when there's a lack of growth initiative, there's also a lack of you know negatives. Now, companies like PG&E, which is in the very boring business of delivering electricity, <clears throat> of which I'm going to go out and say this, I'm looking at PG&E for the first time ever. Because they've basically had laws written around them, protect them against wildfires. The company went bankrupt. All bad news. All horrible news. Company stopped paying their dividend. Company <clears throat> has started initiatives that are very expensive. But if you take a look at your electricity bill, your gas bill in Northern California or in California, you're like, Wow. We have to pay our electricity bills, otherwise it gets cut off. And the cost of electricity is going sky high right now. And they're getting away with rate increases through the state of California aggressively. I could tell you, you're going to be paying more for electricity next year than you're paying for it this year. Even if Russia and Ukraine end, you're going to be paying more for electricity. Even if wildfires stop, you're going to be paying more for electricity. And that predictable business model, pay or you get cut off, is glorious. Um, I see when PG&E announces that they've reinstated their dividend, which could be later this year. It should be later this year. They're trying to do it later this year. It may not happen this year. I see that as a catalyst for the stock. Because in retirement, I don't want sexy growth. 
I don't want tech. In retirement, I want income. Now, hopefully by stocks like um, Microsoft and Apple are able to increase their dividends over time, and I can keep those guys. But in retirement, I want income. I want a piece of the profits. Um, so you kind of see what's happening here in my head. I'm giving it a little too clearly to you, I think. Big event coming up about what my retirement's going to look like tomorrow, Saturday. Lafayette Park Hotel. Breakfast is on me and EP from 10 to noon. When I joined EP a couple of years back, I said, I want to do seminars. And they said, no problem. So I have a five-year contract. I'm in year three, and we're finally doing our first seminar in the East Bay. Um, very excited about that. I don't get to the East Bay often. have a whole new slide deck to go through. Stephanie Richmond, you've heard her on the show a lot recently. Um, I'm wildly thrilled to be working with a CFP and who happens to be a woman. I wouldn't typically say that except for my industry needs more representation. It can't just be Caucasian male with gray hair. It can't be. It shouldn't be because there's more people out there who are not Caucasian male wealthy. There's other categories of people. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are tumbling, stumbling, bumbling today. Prices under pressure from stresses within the digital asset industry. The price of Bitcoin's fallen 8% in the past 24 hours, now down to 19825 Just a couple weeks ago, is at 25000 It had a big rally to start the year. There's been nothing but negative headlines for Bitcoin and crypto this week. There is just little reason to buy Bitcoin now as the market is saturated with negative developments, not just specifically for the crypto industry, but also for the wider financial markets as well. There seems to be some correlation between Bitcoin and growth assets like the stocks of the NASDAQ. It's not just a coincidence that they're both going up at the same time and they're both going down at the same time. It shouldn't be correlated, but it looks like it. One of my former listeners who's gotten into really, really promoting Bitcoin. And he's one of those people that repost other people's articles that looks, how do you say this? Um, like quality research. And he is desperately trying to tell people Bitcoin's the way. It's if his Groku himself is speaking. Is Groku the Mandalorian or is Groku the Yoda? I think he's Yoda. It's it's the wise wisdom of a fool. Um, I know the person personally, and I know that in the last three years, he's become an evangelist for crypto. And I don't think that's the right way to be. If you want to include digital currencies, that's fine. But don't do it until the United States gets regulation around them. Completely banned in China. If the United States were ever completely banned digital assets, the value would go straight to zero. I don't think the United States ever completely bans it, but the regulation is not in place yet. And Jerome Powell said to Congress this week, it would be nice if we got some regulation, i.e. Congress get to work. Get some regulation around digital assets. Right now, you're just buying something that may be regulated or it may be shut down. It's not going to go on in its current form forever. So the latest catalyst driving crypto prices lower has been losses across the stock market with Bitcoin remaining correlated. Beyond Bitcoin, Ethereum, the second largest crypto, lost 9%. It's now sitting at 1,390. Smaller cryptos are altcoins. 
Cardano is getting crushed 4.5% down, Polygon down 8%. Meme coins are even deeper in the red with Dogecoin down 11%. Shibu Inu down 10%. If you want to own digital currencies, I say no more than 5% in your portfolio and don't become an evangelist and put all your money into it. It just shows me desperation that you're trying to hit a home run. And when you try to hit a home run, sometimes you overswing and you fall. It's just not my way of playing the game, creating wealth. My way of playing the game to create wealth is slow over time, 401k. And then you manage it. Big event coming up this Saturday in Lafayette, California, East Bay, Lafayette Park Hotel. And at noon, Stephanie Richmond and myself will be going over about 60 slides. It's a two-hour presentation. It's fast and furious. It includes breakfast, a nice breakfast for the record, because Lafayette Park is not cheap to throw a seminar at. But my company's doing it for us. Um, you can sign up today at Rob Black Show. It's Rob Black Show. And uh, we are down to about the last 10 seats. So sign up today, especially if you read what you see at Rob Black Show, and it resonates with you as this is an event for you. It's tomorrow, 10 to noon. Sign up at robblackshow.com. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. My favorite sources of information include Bloomberg, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times. I read those every day. On top of it, I get into corporate research. You can do the poor man's way of getting into corporate research. Poor man's way is to have a brokerage account at TD Ameritrade or Schwab, Fidelity or Vanguard. And when you have a brokerage account and you have, you know, a dollar there, you get an online account. And when you get an online account, they give you access to quality research that they pay for. It's probably out of reach for most individuals to do on their own, but it's a freebie when you have a brokerage account. I'm not saying it is a replacement for a stockbroker or a financial planner. It's not. But it's a good way to start looking at what we're looking at as professionals. Bloomberg has at least 30, 35 newsletters I could think of that you can get for free. On occasion, they only give you access to so many articles per month before you have to pay. But you can clear your cash. And I'm not saying that's the right way to go because in some ways it's theft, right? But I understand that a lot of people do this. There's a a newsletter on Bloomberg Crypto. There's a newsletter on Bloomberg Supply Lines. There's a Bloomberg uh, newsletter on uh, green technology. There's a Bloomberg newsletter on power. There's a Bloomberg uh, newsletter on video games. I think you're only going to get wiser the more you read. Um, It's one of the big differences between me and my children is I grew up overseas, so I had no TV. I had no TikTok. I had no computers. I had no television. I had no radio. So the only entertainment that I had was reading books. And everything I ever learned, I've learned in a book. I think that's a true statement. I've learned love. I've learned uh, sadness of death. I've learned the casualties of war. I've learned how to invest, Graham and Dodd. I've learned cash flow. Everything I've ever learned, I've learned in a book. So anyway, um, that's my thought of the day for you is sign up for free newsletters, especially the good ones like what Bloomberg has. 
Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One thing that I wish I don't have to do, wish I didn't have to do, is pay attention to politics. Because we just seem to be in a cycle of negativity. And like George Santos, I think it's easy to make fun of whether you're Republican or Democrat or both or neither. Um, he's just a mess. And we accept that in the United States for a prestigious job like Congress. Oof. There used to be standards. And let's just say he is a mess. Silicon Valley Bank is a mess today. SVB. Chairs of Silicon Valley Bank. Troubled Silicon Valley lender. Halted today amid reports the company's efforts to raise capital had failed. With the company now seeking a buyer. The United States government puts in covenants that banks have to uh, work with. And for every dollar of deposits, they can go out and lend $30. That's just a made-up number, but it's close. But they have to have that dollar in deposits. Now, regulations have let them use that dollar and not just keep it in cash, but to put it in treasuries to try to offset a little bit of the pressures of inflation. And treasuries had an awful year last year. The treasuries are having a glorious year this year. It's ironic that something as boring, as dull as treasury bonds is taking down something as sexy as venture capital lending and entrepreneurs needing banking and needing loans, personal loans, oftentimes put up with the capital of their privately issued stock. And they're getting real cash and the bank messed it up because the covenant says 30 to one cannot be breached or broken. And it was breached or broken because higher interest rates created a scenario where people ran for treasuries. Now, Silicon Valley Bank could have just stayed there and been cool and gotten a lower yield. But they were forced to cash them in to raise cash to keep that covenant happy. I think I've said that as clearly and as much as you need to know. Anything more is going to be overkill. So I'm going to stop right there. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Later today, I'm going to be doing a post, a live post on Facebook Live and a live post on YouTube. Uh, my YouTube channel is Rob Black Show. I don't talk about it often. And you can find me on cron for rob Black on Facebook. And I'm going to be doing a live video because I do TV Monday through Thursdays and I take Fridays off. And I do want to tinker and play with the idea of live. Last week, I did it with no makeup on. I didn't really like the effects of it. Um, lighting's a little difficult, not being in a professional studio. But I've worked on that, and I'll, I'll get it cleared up today. But that's going to be later this morning. So if you subscribe to YouTube channel, Rob Black Show, or if you have Facebook on and you are following me, a little light will pop up on your phone like Rob Black's Live. I will take questions, um, and I'm going to try to do it every Friday as long as there's some sort of numerical growth in it for some period of time. If you're interested, I'm willing to do it. Uh, a lot of what I'm seeing right now are people freaked out by year two of a market that's not growing. It's consolidating its growth from previous years after giving up some of its growth or giving back some of its extended growth. Uh, I see a lot of people dropping me emails that don't have enough money. 60 years old, $95,000 in cash, no debts, wants to retire, 
um, but doesn't have anywhere close to the right amount. So he signed up for my seminar and I was like, you're not close to retiring in any way, shape or form. You're going to get social security and that's going to be about $20,000 after tax. And that's going to be your healthcare costs. And what are you going to live off on top of that? $95,000 in cash is gone in a blink of an eye. So if that's you, or if you've got a million, two million, three million, four million, and you don't know if that's enough, big event coming up this weekend, Lafayette Park Hotel. That's tomorrow, Saturday, 10 to noon. You can sign up at Rob Black's show. It's got easy parking. Um, get there on time because we're going to start on time and there's breakfast involved. So that's kind of fun. Um, I don't usually do expensive breakfast, but it's being thrown in this time. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. See you there tomorrow. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by E.P. Wells. So Wall Street is not happy with Silicon Valley Bank, with Jerome Powell, rising, raising interest rates, with inflation, and with corporate America fully employed, paying premiums to keep people on staff by giving them more wages. Today is March 10th. Yesterday, the NASDAQ, the SP 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, all lower. Bitcoin was lower to the tune of about 8%, cracking under 20,000. But Silicon Valley Bank had the cocaine bear day of all cocaine bear days, down 60%, which for the record, um, my kids are fascinated with cocaine bear. And I'm not going to let them see it. I don't want to see it. It's not an appeal to me, but... It's interesting, though, it, it touches pop culture, right? And at dinner last night, we were in downtown Oakland, which is a lovely city, especially for restaurants and bars, uh, live music as well. We went to see Vance Joy, but before the show, we're having dinner across the street, lovely restaurant. Uh, I think it's called Palmetto's. And we're laughing about like, what's the sequel to cocaine bear going to be like cocaine deer or cocaine kitty cat. And then we started talking about our puppy zero one one zero one one zero and we'd call it cocaine Vishla. We all got a good laugh out of that. But right now we have a bit of a bear market going on. Um, I think we broke out of the bear market last year when the markets technically recovered from their lows. But I don't think it was convincing, especially in the face of higher interest rates. And now we're dead set to watch how far will Jerome Powell go at the next meeting. 50 basis points means he's serious. Does he have to go to 6%? I'm going to feel silly locking in 5% rates when I could have got 6% on income, not debt, income. When debt is above 4%, I'm more interested in it. Very much so more interested in it than when debt is being issued at 1% to 2%. That's where I'm playing. Joe Biden has a wish list. It is called his budget plan. It's been laid out. Um, We don't have to have a fine dinner and look at it. We're not going to call him cocaine Biden. We're not going to use that meme across the board today. Although... It seems to fit. Um, capping insulin at $35 a month is one of his things. And I think that'll go down in history as a good thing for people with diabetes in a nation that's overweight. Oh, 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 Zimpic. 
Yes, you could use that to lose weight. Um, and type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes are problematic in the United States. So $35 a month is about the right price. It makes sense. It's budget friendly for a lot of people. And you should never have to decide whether or not you can afford medication for your children who are type 1 diabetic. There's a couple things that just don't make sense. And healthcare for children is one of them. We can't we can't ever negotiate with that. Um, there's a couple other things that don't make sense. Death of a child. I could not imagine burying my child before I get buried. It just it makes no sense. Logically, it makes no sense. This show is a logical approach to retirement. This show is based in logic. And logically, I can't wrap my head around very few things. Interesting that Biden wants to go back to the moon. NASA's moonbound Artemis program is going to get a budget share boost of about $500 million. What's interesting about that is um, in the 1960s, a lot of cool technologies came out of NASA in the 1950s and 60s when we we're trying to figure out how do we get a rocket into space? How do we get it to the moon? We had to come up with what are called digital clocks, not the clocks that were earthbound due to gravity. Um, and the tick would slow down in space. Can't do a countdown if there's a slowdown. More cool things come out of NASCAR and NASA. I know you're saying, did he just say NASCAR? Yeah, like anti-lock brakes. I'm all for the hillbillies getting together this week and watching a race. I know. I shouldn't call them hillbillies. I'm not going to call them rednecks. Um, I'm all for that part of America that wants to watch cars go around tracks. Woohoo! Um, cause it's going to make my car safer. I like that crumple zones, NASCAR, anti-lock brakes, NASCAR. You get the idea. Um, and NASA does, does pretty cool technology as well. That if our government didn't sponsor things like NASA, we wouldn't have semiconductors like we have today. And that's just a cold, hard fact that our government does a lot of good research and sadly, we give away a lot of it to other countries who do a better job of monetizing it than us. Uh, we should be the kings of semiconductor equipment manufacturing. We're not. We gave it away. U.S. banking sector had its worst trading day in almost three years. So you had a bad day. It's all about Silicon Valley Bank sending chills through the industry. It tanked a record 60% yesterday after it launched an effort to raise more than $2 billion. It takes five clicks to pull all your money out of Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank works uh, with almost half of U.S. venture-backed techs and life science companies. Getting their founders to put their money, their venture capital money into Silicon Valley Bank. And they'll give loans to those founders who are oftentimes struggling entrepreneurs that have a great invention coming. It's already been well-researched. It's already been well-documented. So venture capitalists have given them money. And issued shares in exchange for said cash. That cash goes to the bank. And then that's where it gets complicated because the entrepreneur says, you know, me and my, uh, I've been founding CEO of this company. And now me and my wife want to buy a house because we've had a kid. We're not quite public yet, but we do want to buy a house. When we go public, we'll be able to buy 10 houses. Silicon Valley Bank goes, here's a loan. Just give us some of those shares as collateral. Okay. Now, that works all fine and dandy until you realize that banks have covenants that they have to stay within. 
and how much you can lend versus how much you have in deposits. And then when deposits can put in treasuries and the venture capital market just goes cold, it's frozen right now. Maybe back half of 2023, we'll see some new IPOs, but not right now. Not in a down market. No company wants to come public and say, hey, we're worth $2 billion oh, or worth $1.5 billion because no one wants us right now because people see Amazon on sale and Google on sale. And they're saying, let's put our money there with establishment versus companies that are, are trying to become establishment. It's complicated and it sucks. And when there's a bank implosion, it sends ripples through the markets. Uh, whether it be a bank tied towards cryptocurrency like Silvergate or a bank tied towards venture capital like Silicon Valley Bank. Interesting. Visa and MasterCard said that they're going to pause plans to track gun shops. So right now, if you have an online account with, say, Mint.com or any sort of budget company that takes a look at your budget, there's codes on your Visa and your MasterCard that say this is a grocery store, that say this is a retail store, that say this is a gasoline station. And that's how companies like um, credit card companies are able to figure out where you get your 1% back, 2% back on dinners, 3% back on travel kind of thing. Gun shops are trying to get their own designation, but they don't want it. MasterCard and Visa are trying to make it easy for, for regulators to follow crazy purchases. Someone buys 20 M16s, that, that should be a flag, right? But privacy is also in, in works here. A lot going on today. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. Big event coming up tomorrow, 10 to noon at Lafayette Park Hotel, all about retirement. Learn more information at Rob Black Show. It's tomorrow, 10 to noon. I'm Rob Black. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.